2: Friday, 10 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. It's the 31st and final morning of the month of May in the year of our Lord 2019. We are wide open for business at 216 9010945 Either one of those numbers will get you here. If you'd rather tweet to me, you can do so, and I'll read good tweets on the air uh at uh, france radio f r a n t z radio all one word no spaces no underscores and uh you can also do the same thing at facebook france radio on facebook speaking of great tweets i was talking about the clown car <clears throat> excuse me uh, the clown car that um, uh warren and cortez and and johnson and war uh who else uh, uh who am i missing here oh maxine uh that they they pile out of somebody was talking about theme music here we were playing the married with children theme music sid sent me this one this is probably what we should play every time yeah every time we play democrat audio this should be the uh, backdrop is there anything more appropriate honestly and truly i can't think of it if there is let me see if this works i'm gonna see if this works um Without uh, drowning it out too much here, where's uh, where's AOC here? Let me let me let me bring AOC into the equation here and see if this uh, see if this will work for In us a here. Society where if
3: you don't have a job, you are
0: left
2: to die. And I got a lower one. Is it's tough to do with one mouse. <laughs> I'm trying to do all of this with one mouse. Lower her or the uh, music volume here and uh, raise. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. I don't like to do live radio production. When it's happening, but I did tell you I read great tweets, and this was a great tweet. Listening to the Benny Hill theme music when you're listening to uh, Democrats speak is is not time wasted. That is that is very well done. So appreciate that. All right, uh, if you want to send tweets to me, like I said, France Radio uh, uh, on Twitter and Facebook as well. Comrade Stan, is this right? Could it be? Is Comrade Stan longtime caller? I've been on the radio for twenty two years now and i swear comrade stan is one of my oldest callers in places where i have been and um he moved down to south carolina probably about 10 years on a regular basis anymore but provided he's sober at 1013 right now uh this could be a good phone call comrade stan calling us from south carolina on am 1420 the answer what's going on good man
3: Man, it was up to a hundred degrees down here a couple of days ago. Now it's more sane around eighty. But man, I'll tell you, after a while, it gets boring sitting out on the balcony and nothing but my golf cap. You know, I was wondering about a few things with this. AOC I didn't need that thing. image. Well, it's an Adonis image. You should be proud of it. It's an inspired <laughs> Buddha-like image. So, if you got these two liberals and they're talking about vegans and AOC, would they still be allowed to eat animal crackers? That's a question that's always <laughs> up on their mind. The thing about that, you think you got paid. That keeps pay. you up you at get, night, doesn't it? They always say, you get paid for doing this stuff. We got to live in this world where you short only get paid and have a good time. You actually, that's the bottom line, you get paid. We got to live, and this sounds like that's true. My second wife leaves me for my first wife. I'm over at the checkout the other day, up in Calabash, uh, and the cop comes. In, my new medication is is kicking in, you know. Luckily, I got the prescriptions and everything. So the cop's going to arrest me for public lewdness. Goes don't. Please, there before I'm, you
2: continue the line, please don't threaten our license. Okay? Can you make sure? No. Now,
3: okay. oh, come on now, me and Cal have been talking to you for twenty years, and you never. I know. Beat and me a once. couple of
2: times you put all me right. in fear of threatening our license, so I have to make don't that clear. Don't worry trick. about it. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> all
2: right. So
3: he says. He says to me, "What's going on here?" You know. Luckily, I had all the paperwork. I could have been in trouble. And I said, "The lady told me." Stripped down, face me. I didn't know she was talking about the credit card at all. I had the, and, and then I got the conjoined twins. I got the two beautiful goddaughters, their conjoined twins, on a roll ever since they entered grade school. I mean, they've been 4.9, 6.5, whatever the GPAs are measured these days. So they're both out of graduate school now, and they're both going to take jobs over in Germany. And I says to the woman, I says, Well, why are you doing that? You can write your own paycheck here in America, man. The economy's great. Trump is rocking and rolling. And she says, Well, ah, I love my sister so much. She wants to learn how to drive. So, oh. you know, you, you got you got these things here that, that that you do and you get paid for, you know, the ex wife she never pumped gas.
2: I don't know if I could stay in she, another one, Stan. I don't know she if I could stand another says, one. Go
3: ahead. She, said, she, says, she says to me, she says, I'll go ahead and do it. Never in her life, it's 100 degrees. Never in her life did she get her lazy bottom out of that car. I had to pump the gas, do the windshield, buy the goodies at the gas station. This time she wants to do it. I said, all right, why not? I got sunstroke. Who cares? So I get the statement at the end of the month. We got an implant on there, we got a Botox on there, and she bought an Xbox, and I didn't get to play with any of them. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Stan, for a phone call. It's been a long time. I kind of forgot what Comrade Stan's humor is all about. Uh, I hope you're safe down there, and uh, don't don't suffer from sunstroke too much down there in uh, South Carolina, my friend. Uh, TJ, Cleveland, AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, TJ.
4: Hi, Bob. Yeah, you know, Bob, I want to clarify first what uh, Jim from West Park was trying to say. You know, just before the Memorial Day weekend, some libtard wrote an article and uh, referred to the Vietnam veteran as the low-IQ people that were sent there. Now, a few years ago, the facts dispelled that myth.
2: This is the plain deal?
4: Yeah, the Vietnam soldier actually was the highest educated soldier in American history, averaging more than a high school education. I had a guy in our platoon, in an infantry platoon, had a master's degree in psychology, got drafted a couple weeks after he graduated from college. But that's not the reason I called. You know, I heard this morning that if they impeach Trump, over 100,000 bikers from Rolling Thunder plan to descend upon Washington,
2: you know, to protest. Yeah, I saw that. Now,
4: if that happens... I want to see how many of these libtards that like to pick on teenagers and knock their hats off their head are going to show up there and start knocking mega caps off their head. And if they d- decide to let the left decides to send their stormtroopers in there like Atifa and Black Lives Matter, I think things are going to turn ugly real quick. And one other thing, Bob, while we're dissolving student loans, why not auto loans and mortgages? Why stop there? Yeah. And And if and if this this guy that wrote that article about low IQ, what he ought to be looking at is the views audience if he wants to look for a group of low IQ people. And I would play the Looney Tune tune on that show and have it end up with that human pig, Joy Behart, going, That's all, folks.
2: TJ, thanks for the call. Listen, as it pertains to the article, I did not read it. It blows my mind that it was written. Uh, I don't know the statistics about the number of people uh, who were in Vietnam who uh, had high school diplomas versus the number of people who were in Korea who had high school diplomas or... Uh, or World, World War Two, or Desert Storm, or any of the rest. But I'll just tell you this. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you do have that master's degree in psychology or if you are a 10th grade dropout who decided, I'm going to go and hang drywall for a living. And I should, it, obviously, that is not a knock on drywall hangers. That is just a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's an outstanding and extraordinarily necessary component of American society is to have uh, 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 wonderful tradesmen uh, who, who take, who need, Maybe not. don't need that diploma. They just need their own smarts to be able to do their own skills. So I don't care if you are a dropout because you decided to go into a trade or if you are an advanced degree holder. If you get sent to war or if you volunteer for war, you are an American hero and you need to be recognized as such. That's it. That's it. Not going to disparage anybody based on their IQs or their achievement level or their educations or anything else. You go to war for, to fight for this country. Uh, you deserve the respect of all of us, not uh, to be to be disparaged in newspaper rags like uh, like that one. Thank you, my man. Uh, North Canton is where we'll go next. That's where Spencer is. You're on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hi, Spencer. Go ahead.
5: Yes, under the Twenty Fifth Amendment, Section Four, the House Speaker is called his chair. Uh, How did Pelosi usurp his chair a second time in violation of federal term limits? And is not uh, the House Speaker chair? There's never been a constitutional convention to change the job description of the House Speaker. And no one political party controls the House Speaker chair. They could nominate anybody to be House Speaker. And that uh, the president could nominate anybody to be House Speaker. And that they would vote on that and that it, it's not the nanny state dominatrix matron's chair that she is a usurper. I'm referring to Pelosi, uh, and that and that she wants to violate the Presidential Succession Act, and that she must be expelled uh, for disorderly conduct uh, for usurpation, malfeasance, uh, untrustworthy, unreliable, breaking... Uh, blocking the emergency uh, declaration with a wall building, the president's declaration, and falsely accusing the president uh, uh, over the last week with numerous uh, false accusations. One was bribery with Nadler uh, and criminal contempt and other charges that they launched, and they bear false witness against the president. Thou shalt not bear false witness, thus saith the Lord.
2: Spencer, I got to tell you, my friend, with that litany of crimes and offenses, I think you've convinced me. Send her to Gitmo for the rest of her life. 1022, back after this. All right, 1025. We do continue on AM 1420. The answer with an open line, free for all Friday. Any topic you want to talk I cannot believe I've taken all of these calls so far in the first uh, hour and a half of this show, and nobody has brought up Mueller. Nobody yeah I spent the entire day yesterday 5 hours on the air doing Hugh Hewitt show in the morning and then my show uh at this time and uh, and all I talked about was Mueller, and uh, I cannot believe Now Bill Barr has spoken about Mueller's statement, which is uh, very, very important as well. I can't believe nobody's bringing this up. I mean, I suppose I can steer the conversation that way if I must, but I really thought that uh, free-for-all Friday, there would be a lot of people on that very important topical uh, conversation. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's a little bit. I just want to share this with you uh, of uh, Bill Barr. He was traveling in Alaska and he sat down did the attorney general of the United States of America the head of the justice department with CBS uh, Jim Crawford for an interview touching on uh, Mueller and uh, outlining the findings of the Russia investigation the way he did in his weird little speech which differed greatly from a lot of what he wrote in the report and you know Mueller described nearly a dozen instances in which the president might have obstructed justice But under Justice Department guidelines, he could not indict a sitting president. The report said that while it did not conclude the president committed any crimes, it did not exonerate him either. We all know the rest of that nonsense. Barr and then-Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein decided that there was not sufficient evidence to conclude that the president obstructed justice, quite obviously. And so he sat down with CBS in Alaska there and explained how he and Rosenstein came to that conclusion. So just give this a quick listen.
6: I think Bob said that he was not going to engage in the analysis. He was he was not going to make a determination one way or the other. We analyzed the law and the facts, and uh, a group of us uh, spent a lot of time doing that and determined that uh, both as a matter of law, many of the instances would not amount to obstruction. Uh, As
0: a matter of law? As
6: a matter of law. In other words, we didn't agree with the legal analysis. Barr also
2: told CBS or talked to CBS rather um, uh, when he was asked about whether or not Mueller could have come up with a decision on indicting the President on his own.
6: he could have reached a conclusion uh, the opinion says you cannot indict a, a president while he 's in office, but he could have reached a decision as to whether it was criminal activity but Uh, He had his reasons for not doing it, which he explained, and I'm not going to, you know, argue about those reasons. Uh, But when he didn't make a decision, the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, and I felt it was necessary for us, uh, as the heads of, uh, of the department, to reach that decision.
0: Well, I mean, he seemed to suggest yesterday that there was another venue for this, and that was Congress. Well, I'm not sure what he
6: was suggesting, but, you know, the Department of Justice doesn't use our powers of investigating crimes as an adjunct to Congress.
2: One other quick note on this, and this is, this is the most important part about the whole thing, and again, I spent a lot of time on it yesterday, so sorry for the redundancy, but it's not something that should be just uh, stated and forgotten about. What Bob Mueller did on Wednesday with his ridiculous performance is open the um, idea in the minds of particularly the president's enemies, uh, that the only reason Donald Trump has not been indicted is because he's a sitting president, because of the memos. That had he not been a sitting president, he could, he, Bob Mueller would have recommended indictment of Donald Trump. That's the, the impression that he gave, that's the implication that he made. And that is 100% bogus. Because in the entirety of the second volume, I heard Mark Levin talking about this, in the entirety of the second volume of the 448-page Mueller report about obstruction of justice, not one page, can on one page, can you find probable cause for an indictment to be issued. And if Bob Mueller is brought before Congress to testify... That is something that I promise you, Devin Nunez, Jim Jordan, people like that on the Judiciary Committee in particular are going, and the uh, o- Oversight Committee and Intelligence Committees, they're going to ask him, can you please point to the page on in the second volume on obstruction that you believe there's probable cause to indict the president for obstruction? And when he answers no, it will indeed uh, invalidate All of the impeachment cries and calls and all of the suggestions among the president's enemies that only the president's status as a sitting president stopped him from being indicted. There's nothing to indict him on. Bob Mueller could not find evidence that Donald Trump obstructed justice. That should be the end of the story. Instead, he turns it into, I couldn't find evidence that he didn't obstruct justice, so therefore you can figure it out for yourself. That's garbage. That is trash. And that is everything that Bob Mueller's career has ever stood for. His legacy is wiped out. If he was once considered a man of integrity as he led the FBI, gone. Special counsel, this job that he took, And the way that he has carried it, trying to carry water for the Democrats, trying to destroy the president, being unable to find evidence, despite two years and $35 million, he could not find evidence to destroy the president, so he's going to leave it out there saying, well, the president can't prove a negative. The president can't prove that he didn't obstruct justice, so therefore we can't say that he didn't obstruct justice. It's just that we didn't find any evidence that he did. Once again, Bob Mueller, I don't have any evidence to prove you didn't commit murder. So I guess we should just assume you might have. That doesn't work that way. I'm really surprised I'm not getting more reaction on this, on this free-for-all Friday. Let's see where the calls go next. All right, we roll onward at 10.36 now on a free-for-all Friday on the Bob Prance Authority. Thanks for being with us. You know, I, uh, I've been talk- I talk to you all the time, and I've been talking to you all the time about... Uh, uh, the good people at the ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is an extraordinarily important legal ministry. Sounds weird, doesn't it? Because usually when you think of lawyers, you don't think of ministers. <laughs> you don't think of uh, people who are necessarily uh, the most um, uh, morally uh, sound individuals. It's just uh, the, the the nature of the beast, I guess, when it comes to attorneys and their reputations. But these are different people. The attorneys who work for Alliance Defending Freedom are on the front lines fighting for your freedom. And I tell you about these cases all the time. I bring these lawyers on, I bring their clients on, people who are being attacked uh for their um, uh you know for their beliefs and for their religious uh uh liberties and how they want to fight for their uh their their right to practice those things under the First Amendment without being told they have to violate those because of somebody else's feelings. It just continues uh to be a battle in this country and ADF is fighting it. Well I'm telling you right now, we're about to launch In the month of June, which starts tomorrow, of course, a very, very important fundraising drive to support ADF. These lawyers provide the legal services to fight these battles for all of us, free of charge to these clients. But yet it costs money to to fight these battles in court, as you know. And so we're going to be telling you more and more about some of the fights that ADF has undertaken on behalf of innocent Americans who believe in their religious liberty. The most recent example, of course, you know, is the Lyceum. We've talked about this, the Lyceum in South Euclid, uh, which is essentially under assault by the city of South Euclid. They have sued for their religious liberty rights, and ADF is representing them free of charge. We have to take care of one another, and ADF does that. Here's another example of it with the uh, ADF Freedom Minute.
6: Imagine that you owned your own business and then were taken to court for declining to create a custom item with a message that violates your religious beliefs. Hi, I'm Bob Trent, and this is your Freedom Minute. Blaine Adamson, the owner of a promotional printing company, serves everyone, but can't print every message. When Blaine declined to print a message that conflicted with his religious beliefs, a shirt for a group's gay pride festival, he faced charges of illegal discrimination, but thanks to your support, Alliance Defending Freedom is helping Blaine through the ensuing litigation. The Kentucky Supreme Court has decided to hear Blaine's case. We must protect the right of creative professionals to use their God-given talents in ways that are consistent with their beliefs. Would you help us to protect Blaine's freedom and your freedoms? Visit yourfreedomfund.org and give today. That's yourfreedomfund.org.
2: Uh, it's, a, it's a big deal, and it's something we're very, very proud to be a part of, this fundraising drive, uh, again, for Alliance Defending Freedom. It starts tomorrow officially with our June drive. But uh, if you are able to do so now, I'm going to give you the phone number. Call 800 Eight nine six nine and help defend your freedom, defend your freedom rather, and provide the resources needed to fight these critical court battles. Eight hundred six nine one eight nine six nine to donate, or uh, as you just heard from Bob uh, Trent, there you can go to uh, uh, freedomfund.org, freedom yourfreedomfund.org. Let me give you that website. It's yourfreedomfund.org. So a lot of different ways to do it, and I'm uh, I'm going to be begging you to do this. It's important especially with the passage of the Equality Act that I've told you about on this program, the quote-unquote Equality Act, which is just a full-on assault on your liberty. It's going to cost people their jobs. It's going to cost business owners their livelihood, their businesses, their licenses, and so on and so forth. It is just an absolutely devastating, devastating assault on liberty, and they're calling it in the name of equality. It is absolutely not. ADF is going to be fighting more and more battles across this country than you can even imagine. And it is incumbent upon us to support one another. I can tell you that. All right, back to the phones we'll go. And uh, Vermilion is our next stop. That's where Kate is. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Kate. Go ahead.
0: Hi, Bob. Let me get you thank up to you. Um, Thank you for taking the call. I, I want to talk about Mueller, but I really want to talk about um, uh, spying, and which really, in a way, is what Mueller's fighting over there in the department, too. Uh, do you remember about in 19, 2016, pre election we had the Tea Party and the big scandal um with the IRS. And of course it was in Cincinnati too. Now I am a member of the Tea Party. And I remember for that one whole year preceding the election where Trump won, that I was having daily, daily, it became a joke with my friends. I would have uh I'd be speaking on a phone and it didn't matter whether I called out or they called in, all of a sudden I would hear a click and the phone went dead, and I would lose the caller and have to call them back. And this would happen two times a day, sometimes three times a day. And I heard after that how the Tea Party had to supply a list of names of their members to the government, if you can remember back then. Last night, I attended a party, and I ran into an old friend, and I was somehow we got on politics, and I was telling her, I says, Boy, I says that immediate those phone calls I used to get, I said it was a big joke. I said, Oh, it's the government listening in again, you know. And all I right. would tell this to my friends all the time. And I said, I, I accepted I said, It's funny, after Trump got elected and won, those calls stopped. Well guess what I learned? Her mother mm-hmm. belonged to the same tea party and she would experienced the same exact thing. She was getting daily calls that from her friends and all of a sudden there would be a click and the It would disconnect the phone call that she was on, and she'd always have to call back her friends, too. So I believe they were listening in on this, and there was a spying going beyond more than what people realize. And I believe they're fighting so hard to fight Trump because he is going to expose all this with the people that he's putting in place. This stuff is going to come to the front, and I'd like to know if there's any other callers that are listeners in your program that belonged to the Tea Party and had the same problem I had, because I was astounded to learn that this person's mother had the same exact problem. And when I'd go to the meetings, I wouldn't talk about it, because we had guest speakers all the time. I never put one-on-one. It was just like a standing joke with me, but it was daily that this was happening. To find out from another person that was a member of the Tea Party locally Mm -hmm. that this happened to the same exact procedure is astounding to me and I'd like to know if there's other people out there that have the same problem that were members of the Tea Party
2: I I don't blame you I would like to know that too this is really an astounding thing um, you know because I knew obviously what they were targeting the Tea Party with you know with the IRS as far as you know special scrutiny uh, political uh, organizations and and PACs and so on and so forth and 501c3s in order to raise funds and so on Um, uh, for for candidates, but um, as far as the spying and the listening and so on and so forth, the uh, I was not aware of it, especially on the scale that you're describing right now. And to run into somebody else, uh, it would it would make me wonder as well if you weren't the only one and that person wasn't the only one. How many were there? And is it just a coincidence? The answer is no. Of course, that when President Trump took over, that all ended. Uh, the collection of that kind of data and your privacy invasions is it was obviously a huge huge issue under the Obama administration. So. You heard the call from Katie. If you experienced anything of the sort, particularly if you're a Tea Party member, and you know, I talk to Tom Zawistowski on a regular basis. Uh, Tom, of course, runs the Portage Tea Party, Portage County Tea Party. Maybe he's, uh, who is it? It's David. That's who it is in Lakewood. Thanks for your long wait, uh, David. I appreciate your patience. You're on the air. Go ahead.
7: I uh, see all these things that uh, uh, Ocasio says and the things that Elizabeth Warren says, First of all, I think uh, I, I think Elizabeth Warren must have uh, done a kick in the ass. Excuse my French, but for all my so, I think the guy that uh, pr- produced the show, the yeah, things they say I, I,
2: I think you could definitely cast a number of these uh, leftist, uh, progressive uh, oh, yeah. uh, women in that role. Uh, did you happen to see it, by the way? Um, what they did last week, uh, David? They 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 did uh, they recreated two. Of the iconic episodes of All in the Family and the Jeffersons on, uh, uh, I think it was on CBS last week. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm going to bring, thank you for your call, first of all, David. I'm going to move on here so I can explain what just happened. I have to admit, I was, I talked about this last, um, this was on, I guess it was two weeks ago now, right? I'm trying to remember when I spoke to the good folks at CVR, Cuyahoga Valley Republicans. Out in uh, Brecksville, um, I think it was two Thursdays ago. So anyway, together with Jimmy Kimmel, of course, which bothers me, um, and um, they cr- what they did is is AB- I guess it was ABC recreated um, with modern you know with today in front of a studio audience the way of course TV shows used to be recorded. And they did this uh, uh, with with you know current Hollywood stars. Play- all right, ten fifty five. That gives me five good minutes to wrap it up. Let's try to squeeze in all four of these existing phone calls uh, in five minutes. So do me a favor. Try to be brief in your comments so we can do that for everyone. Joe and Bradnall next. Joe, you're on AM fourteen twenty. Okay, so Bob. Away. Real
5: fast. The Bureau of Labor Statistics and the we- yeah. and the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. You have been long saying that the labor force participation rate under President Obama was at an all-time low in American history, which is not true. It was lower than that almost all through American history until 1978. In 1955, it was 58.1%, and when Obama left office, it was 629 principally because senior Americans were retiring, period.
2: Okay, Joe, I'll tell you what, I I don't have every statistic from the Obama era of destruction in this country in front of me right now, so I cannot give those to you, but I will tell you this. You know it, and so do I. More Americans were on food stamps than at any time in American history through the eight years of the Obama presidency, and it went up every year instead of going down. What happened when Trump took over? Fewer Americans (laughs) needed food stamps almost uh, than ever in American history. It has gone down precipitously. Why? because more Americans have jobs that can pay their bills and feed their families, and they don't need the government's subsidi- subsidies uh, in order to feed themselves. You cannot argue that statistic. It is simple fact. Let's go to uh, B.J. North Olmstead. B.J. Fire.
7: Thank you. Uh, quickly, we have to be aware that some of these heroes we call war heroes doesn't necessarily imply that they're continually war heroes. We have to be cautious because in the priesthood, they were all sanctified, to be very moral, but we know what happened with a lot of priests. Human nature cannot be glorified for hero worship throughout their entire life simply based on service time. And I think with this Mueller, he got a lot away with a lot because they claimed he was a uh, hero, a Marine hero. He is a rotten personality, what he did to a lot of people by throwing them in jail, in, in, in confinement, solitary confinement. No respect for the human race whatsoever, in my opinion. So we have to be very cautious about that in the future. And I hope in the coming days, because you are on the air, that you become more aware of people that want to uh, hide themselves behind this heroism or why they shouldn't be picked on as John McCain was, who really turned out to be a rotten person. And I think BJ, we have to I be more clear. BJ, I
2: appreciate it, my friend. I uh, thank you for your thoughts. I'm going to squeeze in a couple more calls here before we're done. Thank you, Mark in Fairview Park. Go ahead, Mark.
5: Yeah, Bob, I hate to burst your bubble, but uh, when I called you the other day about hearing this Cortez on uh, uh, Dr. Gorka's show, uh, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it, I thought it was a third grader. And it, this Cortez, <laughs> she makes this girl from South Carolina look like a Rhodes Scholar. But, but what's even worse, I saw her uh, questioning somebody. I don't know what committee she's in, she's in, but... Uh, it was it was so embarrassing and denigrating for the people she was questioning. It was just it was just a total embarrassment, and she could there's hardly even read worse, the question. There's nothing worse. There's
2: nothing worse than it than an idiot trying to sound like uh, a professor, and that's what she does. It's bad enough to just be dumb, but to be dumb and to pretend to be smart is even worse than that. Alex in Cleveland, real quick, go ahead. Uh, yes, you know we need a little
3: humor, but the real problem in our country is that we have sufficient numbers of these idiots. Uh, and the, the number of people that are voting for Pocahontas, the Barack As long Barack as Trump... we have
2: liberals, my friend, we have sufficient numbers of idiots. I'm sorry I had to cut you off, but I do have to get out because Gallagher's coming up next. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Enjoy the silence.